You're listening to the Unleash Your Extraordinary podcast. I'm so excited you're here. I'm Jess Ratcliffe and I'm here to help you build the person and leader you dream of being so that you can create the impact and the life you dream of. With every episode, it's my intention to equip you with the insights, inspiration and immediately actionable tools to doubt yourself less, believe in yourself more and take action without overthinking. So if you're hungry for growth, driven by impact and insatiably curious about self-improvement, personal development and how we can be the best that we can be, you're in the perfect place and I am so excited and grateful that you're here. So let's dive in. On today's episode, we're talking about reverse engineering the outcome, impact and success we dream of achieving. But before we do, I'm excited to share this week's reflection. And it's really more, I guess, a question for reflection, which I observed over the week. Again, I'm doing lots of team coaching and incredible one-on-one coaching, which, oh yeah, I'm just getting so much joy and excitement from at the moment. So I am loving it. But that reflection or the question for reflection is, where are you adding complexity to something that could be simple? So where is something that currently feels hard, currently feels overwhelming, confusing and complex? What if it were easy? What if after all this time we've sort of got so into it, so into the weeds, that the key is stepping back to look at what if this were easy? So I'll leave you with that one. And then as promised, as I started doing last week, I'd love to share some listener love. So this one is our second review. I am so grateful. Honestly, thank you. We've had some more ratings and it's just amazing. It it really does fuel my fire and I so underestimate how much maybe reviews matter to iTunes to then help other people find it. So thank you so much for those of you that have taken the time. I honestly am so grateful. And if you're enjoying this podcast I would, and you haven't yet left a rating or review, please know that it is really important and it really does make my day. So thank you. And this one comes from The Tea Fish 86 I think you know who you are, so do I, who says, real, honest and greatly thought-provoking. Have listened to all of these episodes and memos and didn't know Jess hardly at all before the podcast. Have found it really interesting, real and challenging on my way into London each day with an emoji with Starface, which I love. I love that. And I love the thought of you listening to this on your commute. So thank you. I hope this one is now <laughs> reaching you on Monday on your commute and that is maybe adding a bit of sunshine to your day. So thank you so much. And as I mentioned, I hate to keep going on about this, but you know, it's the sort of yeah measure for iTunes, I guess, to help other people find it, which is my absolute mission to help people like us, people who are hungry for growth, to be able to find a place and a podcast like this where each week we just spark new ideas and new insights. So even if it's the shortest review in the world, it honestly would mean the world. So thank you if you're about to pause this right now and head over and leave me a little note. It is so appreciated. Anyway, on to today. So I'm excited to talk about this one actually because it's fun and it's been a theme of the last couple of weeks but also a big shift in how I approach goals, you know, air quote success, whatever that means to each individual, but really achieving 
the outcomes that we want and thinking about how we can play around with what we're in control of to achieve those outcomes and to do the best that we can do you know and give it everything we can in terms of the levers that we can play with and pull and tweak to optimize our chance of getting the outcome that we dream of achieving so my intention in this episode is first of all to take you through really the foundation of of that and how I approach the behavior change in terms of again going back to what we can control but also more more so I guess beyond that it's just to spark a new playful way of approaching your goals you know so often when we set these lofty targets we run the risk of feeling overwhelmed and anxious because we focus so much on the gap between where we are now and where we want to be or often it's in the reverse isn't it as we focus on where we want to be and then kick ourselves for where we are now and that we're not further ahead perhaps or we try things that get us further ahead and they don't work because they're coming from the same place that we've approached everything so far and if that lofty target that lofty goal is something we've never done before you know it can't it makes sense doesn't it that it requires a different part of us or an evolution in us and how we approach to actually create something we've never yet achieved so rather than us focusing on what's missing and how the heck we're going to close the gap between where we are and where we want to be we're going to shift that a little bit and play with it get quite playful with it and I hope to leave you with really just yeah a framework and at the end of this podcast sort of you know to leave you feeling like I've coached you through some questions to shift the way that you're currently approaching your lofty goals and lofty targets which could be for you as an individual or also for your team, if you work in a team, which is really exciting, because then this is something you can take back and play with them. Yeah. So if you have those lofty team goals, which I'm sure if you're listening to this or lofty individual goals, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you do. And you're excited to experience a new way of approaching those goals, those outcomes, the success that we want, then this episode is for you. So first, we've got to lay the foundation. And When I say that, nothing I now say is going to be new. This is absolutely stuff that we know in terms of behavior change and behavior creation, right? So we know that our beliefs impact our thoughts, impact how we feel, and therefore create our actions. And I share this slide actually in the workshops I do, and actually with a client was drawing it out this week. And I see it like a triangle so that you can, I know listening to this, you can maybe start to visualize it. I see it like a pyramid, right? And at the base is the beliefs. Above that is the thoughts, then the feelings, and then the actions. And ultimately, saying that obviously what we believe influences and creates our thoughts. That creates, when we have those thoughts, that creates how we feel. And therefore, from that, from all of those sort of underlying steps, creates our actions And from our actions, we get our results or our outcomes. And so if we think about it, if we want to create meaningful and powerful changes, the key is to start with our beliefs. Because when we change what we believe, we change what we think, how we feel, and therefore what we do. So if we imagine again that the goal that we're working towards, whether that's now, whether that's with our team, or even just banking this for the future, If again, that's something we've never done before, we have to look at the fact that if we've never done that previously, if it's something that currently feels out of reach, 
to make it in reach, we sort of start with the beliefs, right? And change what we believe, therefore what we think, feel, and do. So if you imagine also, I guess, other than a pyramid, it's sort of potentially an easier system. And I think this is more in the literature of behavior change and such as a circle, you know, so obviously with the four circles and therefore the actions feeds back into the beliefs that we have. So reinforcing, for example, if we take an action and it doesn't work, but that's coming from the belief that we're not ready or what if this fails, we reinforce that belief, right? Because we created what we feared would happen because that's what we've been focused on, perhaps. So to make this a bit more real, what I'd love you to do is think of a recent example of your own. What's a recent result you, had, you received or action you took where you didn't get the outcome you wanted? And let's reverse it. So how, when you think of the action that you took, how did you feel when you took that action? What place did that action come from? Was it anxiety? Was it nerves? Was it confidence? You know, was it sort of, when we think about that in contrast, it probably wasn't necessarily the confidence piece, maybe more on the sort of nerves or anxiety or fear feeling. And from that, what were you thinking that created that feeling or those feelings? Is it, I'm not ready? What if this fails? I'm trying this, but I know I'm not ready for it or sort of excited to do it. I'm a bit scared. And therefore, what belief or beliefs did that thinking come from? So let's, I guess, make it, yeah, I feel like this is a lot of um, stuff to take in. So I hope that this is making sense. But let's take an example, right? Let's take a random example that someone is having a conversation with their CEO or their manager about something they want. It might be a, a review, it might be asking for a pay rise or for more responsibility. So let's imagine that the belief that they're walking in with is, I'm not ready. Like I want this, but I'm not ready for it. I don't feel ready. I feel like I should be doing this. I should be asking for more, but I'm actually, I just don't feel ready for it. And that's the sort of underlying stuff that we very rarely verbalize. But from that belief, their thought is, they know I'm not ready. Like I'm gonna go in and they're gonna know. You know, I'm gonna ask for what I want, but they know I'm not ready because I know I'm not ready. So I bet they know I'm not ready. And then what they feel is anxiety, nerves, even like, you know, hypothetically running that through, I'm now feeling a bit edgy, like I feel, anxious for that person this mysterious hypothetical person so if we think of again from that belief of i'm not ready the thought of they know i'm not ready and the feeling of anxiety nerves and probably edginess the action is going to come from that place they're going to ask or if they get to it right they'll ask for what they want but it will come from a place and an energy of seeming nervous seeming unworthy so if you imagine again that someone that you're the, you're the position of the CEO or the manager in this instance, and someone is asking you for something bigger than what they're currently doing, but it's coming from a place where you can sense in their energy that they're not ready. What do you think that creates in how we would see them, right? Versus, let's imagine the flip side, where someone's belief is, I am so ready for this, I'm excited to take on more, like I'm so ready and therefore the thought is they know I'm ready, like they're excited for me to do more too. The feeling is probably going to be excited and confident and calm and just at ease. You know, it's sort of that ownership, that worthiness and therefore the actions when we think again of the flip side is that they'll be asking for what they want from a place of excitement 
and worthiness and calmness and just joy, I guess. And almost, you could imagine then in that instance that in that conversation, if they weren't to get it for whatever reason, it would almost be unexpected. It would be a surprise. Whereas in the first version, if they don't get it, that reinforces that belief. But actually, when we really you know, go a bit meta here, have they created that to reinforce that same belief? So now sort of zooming out of that example and again, bringing it back to you, imagine if achieving the outcomes, impact and success that we dream of is not about focusing on the gap between where we are and where we want to be and therefore focusing on what's missing, what's lacking, And instead, it's about starting with the end embodied, identifying and embodying the beliefs, thoughts, feelings, and therefore actions of someone who is already there. I feel like that was big, so I might try and say that again. Imagine if, you know, so far when we've approached goals, we so typically focus on what's missing, right? We look at the big goal that we have out there, and we look at where we are and also who we are, and it feels misaligned, right? That big goal probably doesn't quite feel possible from the place that we're coming from at that time. But actually, what if the key is instead starting with the end embodied? So extracting from that end vision, the beliefs, the thoughts, the feelings, and the actions of the person, the us, who is already there and embodying those beliefs, thoughts, feelings, and actions now. And this is something, it requires a shift, right? Because this is different. We've not typically approached goals in this way before. So this sort of thought of, well, hang on a minute, I can't just extract like the beliefs of someone that's the CEO of this company or achieved this sales target and you know try that on like a new new top that I'm trying out but actually what if we can like what if that's the key is that when we look at the people around us who are achieving the outcomes they dream of and we look at them thinking gosh like I would love to be doing that or have a flavor of that thing what if the key is that they figured out that they have to start with the beliefs and reverse engineering the beliefs to match the person they want to become versus waiting to believe those beliefs until they become that person. Again, a real sort of mind shifter here. So I hope that this is landing okay. So maybe to help with that, let's apply it again to you. So I'd love you to bring to mind something you want to achieve, a shift, a change, a goal, or an amazing lofty outcome that you're excited to make reality. Now, with that in mind, imagine the person, the future you, who has already achieved that outcome, who's already living it, breathing it, embodying it every minute of every day. Thinking of that you who has already achieved the thing you dream of achieving, imagine how they walk around the world right? Imagine how they're sitting right now. What beliefs are they operating from? Knowing it's already possible, what do they believe to be true about themselves, 
about those around them and about what's possible for them. What do they think? How do they feel? And what do they do? How do they show up? What actions do they take? What do they focus on? What do they say no to? What do they say yes to? As that person, how did they create the outcome that they dreamed of? And it's, again, it's a bit of a shift here, right? But I hope that that sort of, the slower I go with it, it's more allowing you to embody that now. Because what if we embody those beliefs, thoughts, feelings, and actions now, rather than waiting to close the gap, rather than waiting for when we have this, or have done that, or feel this way? What if we're the ones that when we think of all of the elements that we can control, that's the biggest one, right? Like we can control our beliefs, which influences our thoughts. You're going to hear me say this so many times. Influences our thoughts, creates what we feel, how we feel. And therefore from that place of feeling sparks what we do. And what if that is the key to creating the outcomes, the impact and the success that we dream of is giving ourselves permission to be that person first, to be that person now. And we can apply this to teams too, right? So if your team has a lofty target, I know a few that I'm working with absolutely do, as you can imagine, they're my kind of people. And maybe it's so lofty right now, that especially because we're midway through the year, if you're listening to this when it comes out on Monday in June, you know, then we can start to feel a little lost. We can get overwhelmed by the gap and feel anxious, right? So we start to look at the panic and the scarcity and the fear that we're not going to get there. And what actions are we going to take from that place? Right, again, if we sort of reverse engineer that, right? If the team is feeling anxious, overwhelmed, because they're thinking we're never going to get there, this is too lofty, the actions are going to be sort of from a place of fear versus a place of possibility and creativity. So if you're part of a team, or even if you're a team of one, right, which is a lot of the time like me, take the time to get playful and define how would we approach this goal as a team, even if you're a team of one, how would we approach this goal if we've already achieved it? As that team, the team who's already achieved our goal, what would we believe to be true? What would we think? How do we feel? And from that place, what would we do? What actions would we take? And how would we actually approach taking action? What would our list of focus look like? What would we prioritize? How would we even approach prioritizing? Probably quite ruthlessly, right? If we know that there's certain elements on our roadmap or on our list of ideas that are gonna get us there, would we spend our time doing the things that probably won't? But because again, if we reverse it, if they were to think about feeling from a place of scarcity and overwhelm, we scatter, right? We like spread ourselves too thin. And so maybe let's make that a bit more real. So let's imagine you are in a team and let's imagine that in that team, whether it's a team of one or a team of 10 or a team of 20, let's imagine that you have a sales target. 
right? And that sales target feels massive. Like it feels super lofty. And it's something that you haven't, it's a ground that you haven't trod before, right? It's a new level. It's the next level. And so if we play with this, if we play with this sort of the beliefs impacting all the way through to our behavior and therefore our outcomes, let's look at two teams. So imagine that there's team A. So team A, they're scared, right? Like this goal is lofty AF, like they're deep down thinking, we're never gonna do this. Like this is so big, we're never gonna do this. So they're thinking, shit, like this is impossible. No one's saying it, but I'm, we all know it's impossible. We've not done this before. You know, the feeling is panic, it's anxious, it's scarcity, stress, overwhelm, feeling rushed, feeling scattered, like just wanting to sort of come, it's that fear, right? Fear-based panic, it's being reactive versus proactive. And so what they end up doing, the actions that that feeling influences is they scatter, they spread themselves too thin, they grab at anything that could be the magic bullet, and they also probably look outside, right? They look to what others do, what's worked for them. So again, and God, I've been in this place, you know, where you read all the books under the sun, how did this company do it? How did this team do it? How did this individual do it? And you look for answers from the outside because there's a panic and we want that magic answer so that it gets us to where we wanna get to but it's coming from a place of fear and just looking for something, like some answer, some like miracle that will help us. But what we end up doing is we try the same old stuff. We try the same stuff that other people are doing. So we add to the noise and we do the opposite of standing out. So that's team A. Let's imagine that that's sort of, God, I feel a bit like edgy about being on that team, but let's imagine being team B. So team B have the same lofty goal right? But it feels exciting. And their belief is like, oh, this is big. But I know this team, we can do it. We've got this. If anyone can do it, we can do it. Look at how far we've come so far. We've got this. And so what they think is we're going to have to think differently to do this, guys. I mean, we've got this far. So we know it's in us. We know the answers are in us but we're gonna have to do something really creative to get to the metric that we wanna hit. We're gonna have to really stand out to make this happen. So then what they feel, and even I'm feeling it now, they feel excited, they feel curious, playful even, creative, sort of positively challenged, right? It's like a big challenge, but in such a good way that when they get there, God, the celebration is gonna be massive, right? It's looking for the opportunity and feeling excited by that, getting collaborative, probably feeling energized, like that's the team that I wanna be on. And so from that, from that belief, that thought, the feelings and the actions are therefore creatively problem solving how they can get to where they wanna get to. And they do things that are different from everyone else. Even earlier we mentioned, right, that they've already looked at the fact that they've got this far already. So what they'll do is look inside. They'll look for the fact that if we can do that, yeah, we've got this. So how do we unleash our superpowers collectively, collaboratively as a team? How do we do something different together? How do we pull all of our resources, all of our creativity, our problem solving, our ideas, 
How do we think different and stand out from the noise? Because we're not like everyone else. We're us. So, and you can already see that, right? Like how tracking that through from the beliefs, thoughts, feelings, and actions of team A and team B, who do you think's gonna get there? Who do you think's gonna stand the best chance of reaching their target? I mean, my, my money's on team B. So anyway, returning to you and your goal and your dream outcome. And now that we've sort of played with this through a couple of examples, thinking of that dream outcome, what does that you, that future you who's achieved that outcome believe? What and how do they think? How do you feel? And from that place, what actions do they take? How do they show up? What do they say yes to? What do they say no to? How do they approach any time overwhelm is coming in? Anytime something comes in to distract them from the path? How do they focus? How do they find that energy to know that their goal is absolutely possible so they've just got to stay on the path, stay focused, stay energized, and do things that will get them to that goal. But it all stems from what does that person believe? And what if, almost like, I mean, this is going to seem, this seems like a weird analogy, but almost like being able to actually swallow those beliefs, right? So that they're in you. And you then come from that place, like really from like the center of your being out. What ripple effect could that create if you showed up as that person today? If you walked around the world as that you and you believed as that you, you had thoughts like that you. And anytime you catch yourself going off piste, you know you can bring yourself back, right? So you then... If you know that's possible, when the fear-based thoughts, as they naturally do, or the doubts kick in, the what-ifs, or the, yeah, the what-if-i's, we catch them, we return to the beliefs, which then creates different thoughts, we remember it's possible, which creates the different feelings, the excited feelings, the feelings of abundance and opportunity, And then we act, we show up from that place. What would be possible? And more importantly, how would you feel, right? Because it's all about how we feel. How would you feel as that person today? If you literally, again, back to my somewhat weird analogy, swallowed those beliefs, embodied them. I think that's where I'm trying to get to. Embodied them so that you showed up as that person for the rest of today, for the rest of this week, and play with it, have fun with it. So to recap, because I feel like we've covered a lot, at the highest level, our beliefs create our behavior, right? We know this, and it's obviously our behavior which therefore creates our outcomes. And the outcomes, we can put a thread all the way back to our beliefs. And along that thread, along that timeline, if you will, We go beliefs, thoughts, feelings, actions, outcomes. 
So if we want to create the outcome we dream of, particularly if it's something we've never done before, we have to start with creating our beliefs so that the roots, the ground, the foundation that we're building on is already perfectly set and it's strong enough to carry, I'm sort of imagining a house now weirdly, but like it's strong enough to carry the thoughts we'll have, the feelings we'll feel and the actions we'll take to actually create the outcome we dream of. And when we can do that by embodying the vision, the end vision, and bringing that to us now, anchoring those feelings, those thoughts, those beliefs, back from that vision now to come from that place, God, imagine what's possible. So again, I'll leave you with, what does that person, your future self, believe to be true, having already achieved your dream outcome. And from that place, from those beliefs, how do they think? How do they feel? How do they show up? And what actions do you take? So my invitation to you this week, this has been quite a big one. So if it feels like it hasn't fully landed, I'd really recommend listening again. And I hope that that will help it sort of marinate in, as you know, one of my favorite terms. Because this is quite a shift, right? Like if we're genuinely thinking that so far in life we've approached goals from looking at the outcome and just thinking about how we act our way to it, right? How we action our way to it without shifting the core beliefs. That's a lot of work. That's like really having to do stuff that we don't feel in alignment with. But actually, if instead we look at the outcome and extract from that, what are the beliefs that that person, that me, because it is you, what are the beliefs that that person carries to be true, right? Operates from, comes from. And what if I started to embody them now, rather than waiting, rather than for like, you know, the I'll feel this way when, or I'll feel this when I have this, extracting those beliefs, embodying them now, and coming from that place, turning up as that person, and then taking action as that person. Because if it's something we've never done before, we have to take a different approach. We have to do things we've never done before, which might simply be playing with these beliefs and taking action from that place. Imagine the new ideas that will come to you with these different beliefs sort of embodied and like in the system. It will spark new ideas. No more overwhelm, no more scarcity. Fresh ideas and inspiration that so far might have never seen the light of day because we've not yet unlocked them with the right beliefs, with the beliefs of the end vision. So I'm going to leave it there because I feel like that was a lot. And I'm going to leave it with an invitation. So my invitation to you this week, if you're feeling stuck or slowed down in the work towards your dream, right, your dream outcome. And as I say, throughout this, it might have been you as an individual, it might be you as a team, and that might just be a team of one. My invitation to you is to play with this. Set aside time, just maybe that's like 15 minutes to do a a sort of blast of a brain dump. Set aside time to start by identifying these new beliefs, 
and test out being that person. How would that person from those beliefs think, feel and act and see what shifts happen? Just try it on for this week. It is so fun, I promise you. And after trying this for a few days, please let me know how it feels. Let me know how you feel doing it. Let me know what shifts happened, what new things might have popped up. Let me know how it felt to try it on for a few days. As you know, I'm at Jess Ratcliffe on Instagram. I would love to hear from you in a direct message or when I share this in in the feed, I guess, commenting on the latest post. Or if you'd prefer to email me directly, I'm jess at jessratcliffe.com. I'm so aware this one's been a lot. So if it feels buzzy, if your head feels like, what the heck? One, it's because this is new, right? And straight away, even if we've come across this stuff before, which of course we have, we all know that like our beliefs run our mindset, etc. And therefore, our, you know, create our reality and our, our behaviours. But it can feel sometimes if this feels new and exciting, there can be resistance because our brain, as odd as it is, tries to keep us safe. And so if this is the key to getting to that next level and our brain sees that as change, as uncertain, as unknown, we'll feel resistance. But that resistance, oddly, is a good sign. And the key to not letting the resistance win is sitting with it, acknowledging it, but then just moving it to one side and trying this out anyway. And it's a couple of days, right? Trying it on, letting me know how it feels. And yeah, I'll leave it there. If you've enjoyed this podcast, as I mentioned at the beginning, please, I would so appreciate a rating and review over on iTunes. As I joked last week, I do read everyone. It doesn't take me very long, but they really do make my day. And it's such incredible fuel to the fire to keep creating a podcast episode every week and if you would like to contribute to the podcast episodes you can head to jessratcliffe.com forward slash podcast where you'll see there's a short form to request a topic for me to cover or you could even put in a challenge that you're experiencing or that you're wrestling with maybe it has from today's conversation inspired maybe there's a specific work challenge or a team challenge and you'd love to know and or like play around with how to approach it differently. So if you head to jessratcliffe.com forward slash podcast, first of all, that's where you can be directed to listen to this wherever else you wish. So if you'd like to share it with a friend, you could also send them that link. But also there is a short form on there where you can request a topic, a challenge, a struggle, anything that you'd like me to riff on. I would love to hear from you and love to make sure that every episode is best serving you and your growth. So if you'd like to do that, you can do that at jessratcliffe.com forward slash podcast. And that's it. I feel like this has been a bit of a brain shifter even to actually run it through in this episode. So I hope it has been helpful. As always, you can reach me at the usual contact places at jessratcliffe on Instagram, jess at jessratcliffe.com over email. And I will see you again or speak to you again next week. Have a great one. Take care. Bye.